0: Hello Internet, this is Chase Redshire King Wassenaar and welcome to the 2018 EU LCS Spring Preview Podcast. It is that time of the year again, the time in which anything is possible, in which we've had time to digest all of the roster moves that happened, all of the lessons that we learned from 2017, and we can come together and make some predictions that are guaranteed to be wrong by the end of the split, because that's how this all works. Uh, So uh, I am very happy today to be joined by a roundtable of experts that are here to share their thoughts and feelings on every team uh, in the EULCS today, and we're going to start uh, with uh, my friend and uh, Twitch streamer, uh, Xander or Zetas, right? How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm
1: doing great. Thank you for having me on once again. Glad to be here and talk about EU LCS.
0: Yeah, always always happy to talk to you, man. Another guy I'm always happy to talk to. Uh, he writes for ESPN and Inven, Adele Shredria. How are you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great, actually. It was a little weird, like, going back to France during the off-season, and then back to Germany just for the beginning of the season. But hey, gotta g- just get used to my surroundings again and just start working, really.
0: Yeah, I look, the grind is always real, and it's about to pick up in a, in a, in a fun way. Um, and of course, we also have, uh, he's been on the show multiple times before. Uh, he is our our discount Geralt uh, and Twitter analyst. Heck, how you doing, man?
3: I'm doing great. Seems like you couldn't find more experts, so I was like, hey, get Heck back on. I'm <laughs> hey, man. I'm I, I'm, it's a pleasure being here. Yeah. Whenever you need me, I'm ready to come on.
0: I, I love the analysis, man. I think, uh, I think this is a nice mix of personalities and perspectives that people bring to the game, uh, and that's going to make this for a really fun podcast. So let's just get right on into it. We're going to go through each team uh, in alphabetical order. I'm going to go through the roster changes that happened. We're going to give each person here a chance to uh, tell us the most interesting part of the team to them or what they're going to be watching out for, good, bad, otherwise. Uh, And then once all that's done, we'll give our power rankings at the end of the pod. It's that simple. So let's start with FC Schalke, a team that fought their way back into the LCS. It's been a while. Um, obviously huge football club over in Europe, and they have brought some brand power and some very talented players to the forefront on this roster here. It's almost entirely different than the guys that qualified from their CS roster upset is the only player that has maintained a spot. Uh, but they got Visit Chachi in the top lane from Unicorns of Love, Pride Stalker uh, from Rockat, uh, Nuke Duck from Vitality, Vander, also from Vitality, and of course, Boris, everyone's favorite. Uh, you may have known him as Crepo, though, as his head coach. Uh, very interesting mix of teams. Uh, Xander, what, what are you feeling about this team having seen what they did this offseason?
1: Uh, Really hyped on this team. Uh, I think that uh, the addition of Visitchachi, um, who's huge in the top lane. I mean, I didn't think I wasn't sure he'd ever leave UOL, but him coming here with this uh, organization, I think is going to be really big. And uh, you know, Pride Stalker and Nuke Duck were two great parts of other teams that you know I think with a really strong top laner and you know Vander and support shot calling down there, it could be a really serious squad.
0: Yeah, it definitely can be dangerous. Heck, uh, what are your thoughts on this Shalk team? Are you so as hyped as Xander?
3: I'm definitely hyped to see them. Um, big fan of Visicaci. Always have been. Fantastic goddamn player. Uh, I do have concerns about Nukeduck. Last season, he was not his best. He wasn't bad by any means. Just he doesn't. Have a spark to him anymore, and Pride Stalker needs that spark in his mid lane. Like he's a fantastic on his own, but if he has that spark in the mid lane, he can really you know just go off and take the game for himself. So I'm concerned about that dynamic. Otherwise, I'm pretty good with the team. Like uh, Vander's always been a great shot caller. Visitchachi solid, good top laner. While I didn't put them top three uh, for spring, I definitely think that if they just give time to develop by su- come summer they're contenders for the title easily
0: Adele, are you are you with them on this is is this a team that's going to grow into that kind of title spot
2: i do think schalke has what it takes to get there but it's just going to be a matter of time a matter of actually i'm a little more down on pride on the long run rather than nuke duck i know that nuke duck at some point is going to stabilize It's going to like ease up into his role he's not going to need to be that leader that he needed to be for vitality to work since he has chachi up top and well vander can always chime in from bottom lane it's mostly about pride making it happen on the solo lanes i mean he has three lane kingdoms now when you had actually back in spring split last year you had that lane kingdom thing going on between vander and Upset. now it's reunited nuke has always been kind of a strong laner just Getting into mid and late game has been kind of a, kind of a iffy point and Chachi has always been stable on that regard. So overall, I do think Schalke has what it takes to get there. It's just a matter of time and well, can they actually take on other teams?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's very fair. I, I like the potential of this roster a lot. I, I think that Chachi is a great player, um, someone who has some clear weaknesses um, that, you know, needs to be uh, addressed in terms of how you approach your game by game, and, and that he's always looking to make that play, and there's a downside when it kind of works against him, and the enemy's able to react to it appropriately... Uh, I I like Nuke Duck. I think that he has a lot of respect within the European scene for a reason. Uh, and his solo kills have been a great way of showing how dangerous he can be, even without necessarily having the jungle talent to help facilitate him on vitality. Now, maybe he has that in Pride Stalker. I, as a Rocket fan, I watched a lot of Pride Stalker games, and I have concerns. I I think that he can get there, and this team's better equipped to get him there if only because crepo as a coach is going to matter but i have my concerns (laughs) it sounds like you have some more concerns with that as well or sorry uh uh, xander excuse me (laughs) well
1: i i actually wanted to to defend them a bit just because i think that this um i just wanted to touch real quick on because i i did put them in the top three uh myself and I actually think these guys are going to come out and surprise more in spring, and they're going to be a team that kind of explodes a little bit um, out onto the scene against uh, teams that maybe know the players but aren't expecting them to be as cohesive as I think. It's a great meta for uh, a lot of champions that Nuke Duck does play stuff that he used to show off on more, like the the GP mid. Um, GP's S tier right now. In top lane, and I think we're going to see him get rotated to the mid a lot, and especially with a guy like Nuke Duck. and now having an insane top laner like uh like Visitchachi, and I, I think, like you said, I watch a lot of Pride Stalker. I have some concerns, but I actually think this is a good squad and a good meta for everyone on this team right now. So I could see them um, exploding, and I just wanted to give them a little, uh, a little defense
0: there. <laughs> yeah, I look, yeah, that's fair, and we'll see how long the meta stays this way, right? That's always. The key is how they'll be able to adjust as things change over the course of this split. But certainly uh, a fine start for them if you look at just by a champion-by-champion basis. We're going to move on to the next squad. Uh, Our good old Fnatic, the uh, European powerhouse that has been here since the very beginning of League of Legends. Uh, Most of this roster that went to Worlds and got to that quarterfinal stage is still on this roster. So as Broxa, Caps, Reckless and Dylan Falco, the head coach, are all still here. They've added Young Buck as an assistant head coach, which almost feels mean, given how good that Young Buck is (laughs) that is now making that coaching staff even better. Uh, And the one change that they did make was at the support position, which I don't think a lot of people saw coming. uh, But Hill is saying now, from Unicorns of Love, uh, now over on this Fnatic squad. So, uh, Heck, I want to start with you, how why the Hillisang move if you had to, to come up with it do you think that makes them better ultimately than what we saw last split
3: i don't know because jess is was having a solid summer like his he was definitely performing he was definitely showing that he's a fantastic support so i don't get why of all lanes you could have changed there Hillisang got brought in for Jez's. I don't know. Maybe Jez's wanted to take time off or not play. But either way, I feel like this is just straight up plug and play, right? Like, Hillisang, by the end of his time on UOL, I think he'd be on the same level as Jez's. I don't think you could consider him better or worse. And the rest of the roster, you know, I think that they're going to benefit a lot from so many of these teams not having, like, not being in sync as they should be to contend versus them. And that they will score highly by spring, as well as um, caps like really coming into his own, right? So, as everyone knows and loves, the guy's a fucking monster. He's gonna remain a monster. I don't know if I can swear, but
0: swear anyway. Go for it, yeah. (laughs) Fuck it, swearing is fine.
3: (laughs) My only concern is the same concern I had last year, and it's a concern that will not go away: is reckless being touted as the superstar carry when again he's not a superstar carry not in pre-made 5v5s he can he can be your solo queue superstar if you want but he does not have that superstar status and how much he's being saved and protected and babied in that position will always concern me but if it ain't broke might as well not try to fix it
0: yeah look stability can reign in this kind of spot adele what do you what do you think about this team
3: I'm just going to
2: piggyback on Hex point where he was like uh, reckless, not being a superstar. You just brought Healy Sang who is going to be super aggressive in lane and even in team fights, he's going to make things happen. If you're his AD carry, you, you got to step up. I mean, you've seen Samuk step up last year. You've seen other AD carries actually come into their own just from playing with Healy, like going full on aggressive and you know, they're not going to, to just stay calm and farm and everything unless it really makes sense and then they buy their time until they make something happen i think the same is going to happen with reckless where he will have an aggressive playmaking support who's going to communicate for him so he's he's just going to ease up a little bit and focus on his own play on top of that now as far as other parts of the team i'm like brox caps really need to continue growing i totally see them doing that but if Fnatic is going to have to perform, they definitely need to grow. Because I don't want the same thing that happened to Caps during the Royal Series to happen again in the LCS. I don't know if other mid laners are going to make that happen. But still, that's just a small pain point that I want to see gone as far as Fnatic's is concerned.
0: Very fair. Uh, Xander, what about you? Where do you stand on this team?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I I didn't. I, I based on my rankings, I didn't uh, see fanatic going um, insanely high this season. I think that the coaching staff changes were really positive. Um, you know just I just think that adding young Buck is good. I, you can't <laughs> make an argument where that's not. so but outside of that, they had synergy issues, you know uh, across the map and I don't see how adding hilly is gonna fix that, especially if like you know like they said, uh, reckless is gonna just want to f- sit there and farm. Um, you know, he's gonna have to step up and play more play more aggro um and really uh, hard carry from he's gonna have to play more like Uzi. And, you know, if everyone's gonna continue comparing uh the Western the Western carries to what they could be in Uzi, then they gotta start playing like them gotta start playing like that guy. So um so I don't know. I, I don't have I don't have insanely high hopes for this squad. Um but it's It's fanatic, so you can never count them out. I think uh, worlds worlds alone dictates that.
0: Yeah, there's a resilience there and certainly an experience when things go wrong, they're gonna be able to adjust and and handle it in house. Um, I, 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 it's It's a weird team for me because on the one hand, I have a rule in the spring split, stability reigns nine times out of ten. The teams that keep most of their players, they don't have to take as long to adjust. They don't take as long to build up those synergies. They get that kind of head start because they already know what they all need from each other. And this is only one roster move. So I would say, you know, stability reigns. This should be a great place for Fnatic to be while everyone else figures themselves out by the time the summer split rolls around. But this Hillisang move is not an insignificant one because it is such a different play style than what Fnatic has shown before. This is a, a, a support that is constantly aggressive. And not just in the laning phase, though certainly there as well, but in the mid-game, how many times do we see saying going far beyond what a lot of other supports would do, trying to secure vision, trying to place those deep wards down, trying to set up some gank in the mid lane. And for a team that tends to like to stay back a little bit and play this tower game, uh, whereas Reckless can be this great split pusher uh, and just doesn't die as he perfectly manages all those waves, that's a very sure. different style of play. Something's going to yeah. give there. And to me, the fact that it's in the bot lane with a guy in Reckless who I have a lot of respect for as a player, uh, and I, but I, I, it is worth noting, because he's very honest about it, that he has had some issues uh, in the past trying to handle some of the emotional side of things, I think that that can be a concern. That can ultimately um, come back to haunt them if there is this massive disagreement between the two. Uh, I see Adele. You got uh, what? Uh, what do you have on your mind, man?
2: So actually, as far as Fnatic is concerned, I've also noticed that sometimes, like especially. Do you remember, in the end of the spring, split how Leroy-esque their playstyle was? They were constantly looking for trouble.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And at times, also during, like, uh, summer's play, at least in the very beginning of it, and a little bit during the World Championship, they showed some flashes of that. So I think Hidi song would actually amplify that, but also give it, like, more direction, I would say. As in, he has experience with far more chaotic circumstances than that. So, I do think that aggression is not going to be too much, hopefully, for
3: them. But that remains to be seen.
0: Heck, bring us home.
3: One final thing I wanted to note. You make good points about Hillisang's aggression and all that. But don't forget, this isn't Reckless and Fnatic roster being plugged into UL. This is Hillisang being plugged into Fnatic. There is a Big difference there, because whereas if this were Reckless being plugged into UOL back when Hillisang was prime, top, best support in the league, you would obviously think, okay, he has to adapt to Hillisang because this is Hillisang's roster. This is how Hillisang plays. This is how UOL plays. They have power in that. Hillisang is being put into a roster where his power may not mean anything. Because their playstyle, it's fanatic. They've been playing sin- with Reckless like this for God knows how long. <laughs> it's much harder to get Reckless to ever adapt to Hillisang's style than backwards. And Hillisang's new there. Who knows? He might, be, he might have the jitters of, oh, can I actually play this way with this guy? Do, are we good enough for that? And especially with Hillisang's style, it won't be as straightforward as I am aggressive, you are now aggressive with me as well. I'm very concerned about that, but I do think that, like Chase said, they are in a world where everything around them is chaos. So they like they're essentially their D the team to beat, really. Yeah,
0: and and I and I think they deserve that spot. And, and it is a very good point that you make. This is is saying having to adjust to Fnatic here. I have no idea what a Hillisang saying that's playing a little bit more conservatively looks like. But we're gonna find out in theory. That's gonna be one of the more interesting things to watch this split for sure. Uh, we're gonna move we on to a find team out the hard way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Um, we're gonna move on to a team that usually we would be plugging in as the uh, Kings to beat. Uh, G2 Esports. They've won all four EU LCS championships in the four splits in which they've existed at the LCS level. Uh, This is a team that did pretty well uh, at the World Championship. And very little of that is going to be relevant as we look at this roster because they are very much in a rebuild. Four out of their five players and their head coach have all moved on. Uh, Perks is going to be the one centerpiece that they still have in the mid lane. But everyone else is a mash of of different players. All of whom are are good. We got Wunder from Splice. Uh, in the top lane, Yankos, the former First Blood King, now just a very good jungler uh, from H2K. Hjarnan uh, and be ripped away from my Rockat boys, uh, and I, I think potentially going to surprise some people from what I've heard. It's a good bot lane. It's a good bot lane. Uh, and Grabs, which he was the head coach for Rockat. And... Yeah, that's, that's, that's about where I, I stand on that. Uh, let's, let's start with you this time, Adele. What do you think when you look at how this new look G2 roster came together?
2: So as much of a downgrade as the bot lane is, that's mostly a credit to Sven and Mythi, to what they were able to accomplish, to like force splits, well... Four splits of actually, you know, winning the LCS and also the Origen experience where they were absolutely demolishing things as well, even though they didn't win a title um, back when Fnatic was at its prime. But still, even despite a rebuild, G2 manages to build a really solid team. You have Wunder who's going to be a solid laner, or at least also a solid TP player as well. You have Jankos who, well, He's definitely not a downgrade from Trick, not necessarily an upgrade either, but still like that's still a very proactive jungler who's still going to like look for that small window of opportunity to like leverage a lane and you have Wunder, you have Hjarnen and Wedid who have been absolutely amazing despite playing on Rokat last split, well last year actually, and then you have perks who's still there that's the huge win for g2 in my opinion now these guys can also communicate among them they're going to relay a good amount of information and as far as like map rotations are concerned and like calls you have yankos you have yarnen who's one of the smartest ad carries out there like i don't know if anyone knows that you have perks and wonder who who are going to really relay as much information as they can so i'm like what's not to like about that
0: team? Yeah, there there is a lot to like, Sander. How much do you like this team?
1: I I really like this team. I I was another you know Rocket fanboy. wanting to see them you know make the climb at the end uh, at the end of every split. <laughs> you know, That's grind it out. But um, yeah. I, I you know I watch, so I did I did watch a good amount of Rocket games. I think Yarn and Wazid are excellent, and yeah, they're a slight downgrade. But and and I I have to disagree a little bit. I think I think that. Yankos is a little bit of a downgrade from Trick, and I'm just saying I had Trick every split in fantasy that he was there, and oh my God, did you see those numbers? Okay, <laughs> so, so yeah, Yankos is a beast. No one's arguing that, but come on, like Trick was a god. Um, so, <laughs> so, but outside of that, this I, I love how quickly G2 got this roster together effectively and without EU, you know, franchising with them continuing the system that they have. And, you know, given all the players that were leaving, th- they still managed to put together a quality roster, and I'm really excited to see what they can do this season.
0: Yeah, they they G2 has a system, and they, they have a brand now that people want to play for. I think they certainly got a lot of very hyped guys in free agency. Heck, are you with us on the positivity train right now?
3: I mean, of course. Like, look at those names. There's no way... That you can't be positive about some of those names just be- just between the upper side of the map you've got a lot of quality there wonder jankos perks aside from max lore from misfits i do not see a name on the on the entirety of the eulcs which could compete with trick right now maybe pride stalker if he explodes on the scene like he should maybe and that's a very big maybe but other than that. Jankos is probably the best option you could have taken. Uh, he will fit right into the playstyle. Like he and he should just sneak, sneak in with perks, continuing to do what he's been doing, dominating the way he's been dominating. And of all the possible bot lanes as well, like getting Rocket's bot lane like that, that was a move made in gold. It, it was fantastic because everything you would have gotten would have been a downgrade from Sven and Mithy. Everyone should accept that. There is no way they could have equaled that. Yeah. No way in hell. Like, unless you're getting straight-up uh, juice bot, bot lane from last year, you're yeah, not right. anywhere close. But considering the time that they had and the resources that they had, this was probably the best possible bot lane that they could have just gotten and be like, hey, you guys will play here. You guys will play well. We don't need to force you into any playstyle because you will help us work that playstyle. And just 10 out of 10, really. I expect them to finish either second or first very easily.
0: Yeah, this is... It's a really smartly assembled roster. Um, Perks being that point of stability for them is going to be very big. Uh, Hjornan and Wadid, they have that synergy from playing together for a year now. So, you know, that really does help. If you're going to talk about changes, they at least know how to work together. That makes it a little bit less difficult for people to get used to each other, because they know what they need from each other. Uh, I I like Wonder. I think, a little bit less than than some of you guys do. I I think Wonder in the last year or so has taken a little bit of a step back. You know, we always think of him as this great laner, but he averaged uh, in the summer split two gold differential at 10 minutes. He was basically battling even. Across the rest of the league, I don't know that he's the same commanding presence as he was before. But Yankos makes that a lot better, right? Because if you if you were to write up the jungler that you would want to get someone back to that laning advantage that he was securing day in and day out, I think Jankos is the guy to do it. Man, I wish they had a different coach. I really, I. You know, I've heard some things behind the scenes that tell me that uh, Grabs and Rockat did not work out for for a reason. Um, And I I do have concerns as to whether Grabs has absorbed the lessons that he should have learned from that Rockat team and will then be able to take these very talented G2 players and make the most of them. Uh, the roster, I have no concerns about. I like all of these guys um, overall. But I do think that coaches matter. Um, I, I, I disagree with people like Kelsey Bozer who say the goal is just to stay out of their way. I, I think there's more that can be added to that. And I don't know. The, I think that coaching step back to me is the harshest thing that G2 faced uh, this offseason. So I, I have my concerns um, I hope I'm wrong, uh, 100%, because this g 2 team could be real, real good um, if Grabs is able to take that step forward. As of right now, I think they're going to be very good. Um, so we're, we're going to move on to a team that I don't think any of us think is going to be very good: uh, Giants Gaming. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's, let's talk about them. Let's don't got we skip it. Skip please. <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, we do need to, to give them their their little bit yeah. of time. Uh, look, this team got here from the Challenger Series, uh, and they kept Rune, who people talk about as as their best uh, player from that roster. There are arguments back and forth, but Rune, a very well-hyped Korean top laner. Uh, They kept their head coach, uh, uh, Nuru Terador, which I hope I pronounced correctly. Um, But the rest of this roster is a who's who of, wait, why. Uh, Joko in the jungle, (laughs) Betsy in the mid lane. I... I Betsy having a starting LCS mid lane job in 2018. Uh, Steelback, the 80 carry, and Tar Gamas, uh, who was on Gamers Origin, a French national team, but to be clear, it is because he just turned 17. This guy has some hype behind him. A lot of solo queue fans really think this guy could be something special, but he has never played in a major game to this yeah, point in his career.
1: Be he's going to need a lot of coaching.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, let's just start with you here, Xander. Uh, Concerns with this
1: roster? Uh, I I love that you start with me for this roster. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, I I liked seeing what Giants and Rocket were doing at the bottom of, you know, LCS, you know, back and forth. But this doesn't even seem like you're putting in a real effort at this point. Like, you're really just, I, I, I feel like, there's so many again really Betsy having a starting uh, job in twenty in 2018 concerns me. I think Steelback is consistently a good 80 carry um even though he has his moments where you know he just ends up dying a lot. but he still has carried more of the teams he's been on than, than he's you know thrown games or even been a negative source. Outside of that though, I, I don't see anything you know this like 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 you said, this kid's new. Targamos is new. And even if he's promising, he's going to need a lot of coaching. And I don't know that the Giants support staff is prepared uh, to coach him, even in in a single season for what he needs, you know, let alone two at 17. So, yeah, I'm scared for them. I'm very scared for them and Giants fans in general.
0: Yeah, heck, are you you as scared as uh, Xander here?
3: I'm just gonna say not not even my Spanish pride is gonna be able to convince me like yeah, the team can the chance in anything whatsoever. I mean, poor Steelback, like the amount of things he's gonna have to grind out to try to carry that game, like Jesus Christ. Holy shit. <laughs> so just the mid lane alone will drop him six feet under and like the rest of the team being as unimpressive as they are, it's just the guy's gonna have to claw back from twelve feet under the poor bastard. <laughs> I will say Ruin has upsides to him. There's a chance he like takes over some games and whatnot, but it's just no. No, stop that. No.
0: Why? Just can we move on? Uh, Almost. We just gotta talk to Adele real quick. Adele. Adele,
3: skip it. Just tell them (laughs) they're trash and just skip it. (laughs) Come on. Please
2: players went on the League of Legends client and queued for a solo queue game except that they somehow found themselves in Giants. <laughs> right? 10 out of
3: 10.
0: So yeah, that's,
2: that's my take on this. I'm like who's going to call the shots for them? I know that some of the players are really strong individually but in a team like you actually need, you know, a playstyle not just five solo queue players going at it you know
0: yeah it's rough you know a lot of this can be blamed on vitality right who signed four of their five guys who came in from the challenger series and all had these synergies together uh they kind of got outbid in that regard and this was what was left uh but it does that's kind of how this roster feels to me it is trying to subsist in the lcs there is no relegation in the spring but this is a roster that seems like hey this could be good enough to not get relegated after the summer split like that's that, that's their aspiration this is not a team that's going to be contending for a championship this is not a team i think is going to be contending for a playoff spot unless joko takes a huge step forward and ruin just puts his carry pants on every week uh I steal back <laughs> yeah it was, he'll he'll be doing his best uh we'll I I have a hard time getting optimistic about this team. I think we've already probably spent too much time on this Giants team. We're just going to move forward to H2K (laughs) Gaming. H2K, this is another one of those teams that had a pretty strong roster over the last year. Uh, Fourth place in in both splits, uh, essentially. They just could not seem to figure it out in the playoffs. Actually, they got sixth in the spring split, excuse me. Uh, really struggled to maintain the things that kept them going in the playoffs versus the regular season, felt like they couldn't adapt in the same way. Uh, so, all those guys are gone. We don't need to worry about them at all because we've got uh, Smitty J from Shulk in the top lane. Uh, it's, it's kind of amazing still seeing his name, but he's there. Uh, Santorin from Gold Coin United. Uh, you might remember as the TSM jungler, is one is most you know prominent from a couple of years back. Cadril uh, from Shulk, he's a guy a lot of people are very excited about. Sheriff, who comes from Besiktas, the Turkish Challenger League. I've been coached in Turkish Challenger before. I'm immediately a fan, right? That's how this has to work, Yeah,
3: right? I was going to uh, say
0: another young guy who looks like he's going to need some some seasoning. Uh, and Spraddle from Ninjas and Pajamas, uh, head coached by veteran. Uh, who is an EU analyst that's been uh, on Schalke coaching most recently, but has been all over the place in his career in multiple different roles. So uh, let's start with you here, Hack. How do you feel about the roster H2K managed to put together?
3: Well, uh, I mean, that's probably how the best way I could describe it, because we went from having Koto Omni, Jankos, and Febben on the upper side of the map to having... Smitty J, who I'm surprised is still employed, Santorin, and granted, Cadral, who has good upsides to him. He could surprise everyone. He does have some potential to him, but that is still a train wreck. That is, how did that happen? I don't get it. Anyway, I'm really going to make only points about uh, being excited to seeing Cadral in DLCS because uh, he does have very good laning he can be a very good carry hoping he does well for himself and i just want to keep everyone's expectations of santorin low because he's not exactly a carry jungler and there is nothing that indicates us that he's good enough at shot calling to be able to coach these guys together right so just
0: keep your expectations low
3: and be happy cadres there
0: that's that seems fair what about you adele do you I'm have actually,
2: a... I'm actually fairly optimistic about How dare H2K Ross? I'm sorry. <laughs> but where you're like holding back on Centaurin or all of those guys, I'm like, actually this team makes sense as a discount team. H2K has done well. I mean, considering that they're operating within their costs so they probably let go of all those players. That is fair that, but yeah. But even then even by going like full-on discount well somewhat discount they still assembled a roster that makes a lot of sense com- like compared to giants which doesn't make sense at all these guys can actually communicate you have smitty j in the top lane who's actually had a really good campaign uh, in giants actually if you remember them back when uh, maxwell was there like, this he was actually carrying his lane, like, snowballing it. Now, if he has Centaur in alongside him, who says it's not going to happen again? This time around, he has also Kedrel, who's going to also make things happen, hopefully, in the mid lane, even though the competition's kind of stacked on that position. Who knows? On the other hand, the bottom lane is where I'm, like, slightly worried. I don't know if they're going to hold in their first split. Sure, they've got a lot of talent, but... It's not talent that you need to like make it in the LCS. It's more than that. But still, as a team, I do think that there is a very small chance, but still a chance nonetheless, that they can leverage to get into the playoffs as the last spot. That's just my take on it.
0: Fair, fair enough. Xander, where do you land yeah. on the Adele to Hack hype well, scale with so H2K? Uh,
1: I'm pretty sure I put them in sixth.
0: You put them yeah. seventh. Oh,
1: I put them seventh. But I, I'm not gonna lie. I was I, when I looked over the rosters again. I think I switched. Well, um, but uh, that's okay. Even regardless, I I, I felt that they were like fifth to seventh. Okay. Uh, honestly, I don't think that Smitty Jay's as bad as most people think. Off of the last split, um, he did have a solid split. Granted, you know he had. A better jungler, but um you know with with our North American import jungler Santorin here, okay. Um our, our you know our NA import represent okay from you I know even after those words <laughs> <laughs> Hey listen, all right, that's what it says, okay? He's an import. Gotcha so, um so <laughs> semantics. <laughs> semantics. So but no, honestly, I think that uh, Smitty J's not that bad with um a fresh mid laner that a lot of people are excited about in Cadrell, who's already that guy's already going out on twitter like saying hey pick me up for fantasy lcs you won't regret it and i like that i really like it when you know you see the the newer guys coming out and being uh, pretty hot on their stuff especially you see it happening in the playoffs for football right now for american football so uh see a lot of that that young that young trash talk that young excitement and you give them some real pieces. I think bot lane is the biggest concern here, and then it's going to take them some time. But... You could, uh, you know, inside of a year, you could see this team end up in the playoffs in the last spot. I, I, and for a discount roster, which I think that was the best point, I wanted to make that point myself. You know, for a discount roster, this is it does make sense, and it does look a lot better than than a couple of these other rosters out here. And and if that's all you need to do to you know not get relegated, maybe even make it as that last seed in the playoffs while you're in a you know a rebuilding year, so be it. That's not a big deal to me.
0: Yeah, it's a smart call. There's a real upside with this roster. Um, you know, everyone's already talked about Cajill, so I won't repeat what you guys have already said. I will say I have looked up Sheriff's solo queue numbers uh, because I was curious about what kind of player we could expect. Uh, his three most played champions in the s- season seven uh, number three was Caitlin, which you'd really think would be number one. On, kind of off branded there, Sheriff. Uh, number two, <laughs> Welcome to the League of Draven. So I'm already a nice. fan. I'm in. Just play Draven once, and I will. I it's will be room for meta. you guys. It's, it's a, good, a good meta for Draven too. It's not bad. And Jin was his number one, funnily enough, uh, but, but with <laughs> a below 50% win rate on it, which is kind of. We'll see. Uh, I think he could be good. I, I think he's very young. I wish he wasn't being paired with Promise Q, who I don't right. have a lot of faith on to give him a lot of help. Uh, as he learns the the game and gets used to LCS speed,
1: I, Spraddle I, officially changed his name back, right? Because you called him Spraddle
0: earlier. Oh, is I guess he is now Spraddle again.
1: I honestly is he, is, no, he's he's no, he's back to Promise Q from he's Promise Q now. Oh, he's yeah, Promise he's Q promise again? Q.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, promise <laughs> Q by any other name is still just as poor of a support. But <laughs> We'll, we'll see what happens, then. I'd like, I'd like, I hope that he's improved. I hope that he can help Sheriff grow. I have my concerns on that. Uh, I think that this team, if everything breaks right, is going to be contending for that last playoff spot. And if everything goes wrong, well, they still have some time to adjust and some young players who can take that time and hopefully be better off in the summer split. So I, I think that this is a, a fine place for H2K to be. Um, we'll, They got, they, We'll have to hope that franchising isn't a thing in 2019 because I don't think uh, Daddy Riot is as happy with them as maybe we are with what they've done in this off season. So yeah. we're we're going to move on uh, to one second. Oh yes, yeah, please.
3: One point I wanted to make. I am t- the only thing I'm looking forward to from HCK's bottom lane is watching Promiscue's face being photoshopped again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I need to see that in my life. It yeah. was so
0: bad so bad <laughs> the, the memes are too real i the i appreciate memes. that uh we're going to on my uh the team i'm most excited to talk about today uh because this is the team that's kind of become uh you know i am still a rocket fan i want to make that clear but this is kind of my esports mistress right now like we have a great time together there's a lot of a lot of love there um but you know i'm not i'm not leaving my favorite team for him but i'm thinking about it because this is a fun roster, and they do bring back a lot of the things that I liked about this roster. Alfari in the top lane, uh, Max lore in the jungle, who has just grown leaps and bounds and improved at Worlds, how good he can be. Han Sama, who's really stepped up in his own, and Daku, a guy who I think has really taken some steps forward in his coaching uh, between the spring and summer split, and what we saw at Worlds uh, clearly knew how to set up a game plan in a way that I think will pay dividends for them now. Uh, and you know, the mid and in support positions have been changed, but they got guys who have played together before, and I, you know, in, in Sencox and Mickey, both from Splice. Uh, these are all some, some good players here. Uh, Adele, how hyped should we be for this Misfits roster?
2: This is the team to beat. I don't care about your G2. I don't care about your Fnatic. I don't care about your other teams. This is the team to beat. I'm sorry. everyone is like down on Power of Evil and Ignar leaving. Misfits has somehow managed to upgrade the two positions where they left. At worst, it's a side grade mid, but bottom lane is definitely an upgrade on the long term. Mickey can play pretty much everything if he sets his mind to it, which is pretty easy considering his mindset. It's just a matter of giving the team time to click. And I mean, considering how willing every player is to make it happen, it's just a matter of time until they just go back to worlds that's it the mission for them is not to dominate ulcs or something it's just get back to worlds get back to the quarterfinals rinse and repeat yeah
0: very very fair I, I love it sander are you with him on the hype train
1: oh i'm i'm huge on this hype train um i don't i don't think it's any secret that i, I put these guys as number one uh the this this squad they I, Senkux was a beast on Splice. Senkux's numbers when when Splice was uh, second place. Um, I don't what's I don't remember what's the split prior um, the spring. Yeah, 2016
0: um, summer was their yeah, second
1: place. Okay, 2016 summer. Yeah, uh, the, he was a monster, an absolute monster. He was destroying—it didn't matter what mid he was playing against, he destroyed them. It didn't matter how much jungle pressure was thrown at him. Oh, I'll dodge the jungle pressure, I'll get the kill under my turret, and I'll walk away and make you look stupid. And, and so I think when you're taking, you know, that guy that just had, you know, a bit of a Uyghur split for him um, and empowering him with this team that just showed up on the international stage, you know, a lot of these same guys, Alfari, Max, Lore. And, and I think that th- this squad is really, really difficult to beat. I, you know, maybe you could have made an argument that if this same squad was there, you know, last year against G2, you know, maybe they'd be second to them just because that bot lane is so mean. But even then, Mickey is such an amazing support. And it's irrelevant because there's no one else in Europe that's as strong as, as G2 looked last season. So I think that, that EU is theirs to take uh, in spring. Uh,
0: heck. I am looking at the numbers that you gave me heading into the pod, and I know that you had some back and forth on it. It looks though you might be a little bit less less high on this Misfits team than the rest of us. Where do you stand on him right now? I'm not
3: less high. I am super hyped about the bot lane, though. Like, Mickey, people will uh, will start hating it early on because Ignar was so iconic in the way he played and how he roamed and how he did most of his actions but let's not forget was game. what what ignar did he did better than anyone else any olcs could ever do but mickey x is better at more things than ignar is <laughs> mickey x could do everything in a lane. He can be the defensive guy, he can be the aggressive guy, he can be the roamer, he can be the hooker, he can be the tank, he can be the peel, he can be everything. Ignar was exclusively good at being that hyper-aggressive drag-you-in, force-you-to-fight support. And while that is great to watch, it is fantastic to to follow, and I'm glad Ignar made a name for himself with it. It can only ever get you so far. Mm. I... (sighs) i hated doing rankings and numbers specifically because i would constantly swap Fnatic and misfits in space (laughs) i'd always keep g2 second but i keep Fnatic and misfits rotating between first and third because that's how i expect them to go because this team just straight up is the only team that hasn't lost in the off season straight up you can argue whether they upgraded or downgraded in mid till the cows come home but There is no denying that they did not last, and I go with Adele, this is the team to beat.
0: Yeah, I I love this roster. And for me, I I wrote an article about uh, Misfits changes and why I believe that they are upgrades. Uh, for Unicorn, which I'm going to put in the description link below. Uh, the TLDR there is that Semcux had a better KDA and was more consistent than Power of Evil for most of last season, even in what we saw as a quote unquote down year. Uh, the guy plays very similarly in that roaming mid laners are his thing, his bread and butter. He's one of the few guys that can play Aurelian Soul and play it well. Um, I think that. The one thing that's going to change a little bit, just because Mickey is a little bit pass- uh, more passive and uh, more oriented towards team fights, so this is going to be a team that was trying to win the game in like the 15 to 25 minute mark to a team that's now going to be in the 20 to 35 minute mark, maybe a little bit more team fight oriented rather than trying to get okay. as many skirmishes. But I mean, and all the tools are there, all the pieces to have a super dangerous team mm-hmm. are, are all set up and. You know, we're looking at guys in and Maxler, Alfari who have a, a year of experience now under their belt and are going to continue to grow. I I could not be more excited for this roster. It's going to be the, 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 real quick. Those those mid uh those mid support uh those
1: support ganks mid those came at like six minutes. This <laughs> wasn't waiting until fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> they are trying to make him forfeit.
0: <laughs> That's they. Dignar definitely picked that up as the season went along, for sure. Mickey, there's, I, you know, it's gonna still be a strong laning phase, which I think is something that people should remember. And, it's not gonna be kill focused. It's gonna be zoning focused, which can be just as deadly, if not more, shows he's kind of squeeze people out sometimes.
1: And I think Heck hit really hit on the versatility of Mickey X, which is a huge point. And I'm excited to see him and uh, all the stuff he's gonna bring.
0: Yeah. The thing I
1: loved about Ignar
3: though is like he saw Riot Riot patch notes he was like, Teams can now surrender from 15 minutes? Let's make (laughs) him. That's what I loved about Ignar. He just straight up went like, I'll make you surrender. By the end of this year, someone surrenders at 15. (laughs) It was amazing. I loved it.
0: Yeah, I I, I love Ignar. I'm gonna miss him. But I still love this roster and I I think they're gonna be fun to watch. I also really like the next roster that we're talking about. Uh, It's Splice. Now We just talked about how they lost these two guys in Mickey and Semcux. They also lost uh, a lot. I mean, they basically lost all but but one of their players. Uh, You've got uh, Oduamne now from H2K uh, in the top lane for them. You've got Xerxie from Unicorns of Love, which is one of the best signings I saw in this offseason. I am very hyped to see what Xerxie does in year two. Uh, Niski from Envious who... I think, deserved rookie of the split more than Mike Young in North America last split. Uh, I, I I think he's an, a very interesting guy to watch. Uh, Kabi is the one guy they bring back. Cossing, who you guys might remember from a couple of years back, uh, they had some time in Challenger, last played on the Red Bulls. He's now back in the LCS. And they are head coached by Peter Dunn from IMTZ because if there's one thing Marty loves, it's uh, Portuguese... Slash Brazilian coaches. That's the plan. That's what they do. Uh, it seems to to go well. So we're uh, we're going to start here with you, Xander. Awesome. Uh,
1: I would I would love to kick this one off.
0: Yeah, please. Um, where do, where do you fall on these guys?
1: Well, you know, I, I definitely feel like their their first um, split. They're going to be uh, middle of the road. Um, but I think that this is a roster that by summer they they could be making an argument for top four. Kabi is like that dude is criminally underrated um he has played super well in a lot of high intense like stressful games where the game was put on his shoulders and if he didn't pop off they were gonna lose and he ends up popping off carrying and having an insane game and when you then have you know odo and as you said a great pickup xerxes um, and you know, especially if Xerxes performs like he did last season. Um, and you know I did get to watch a lot of Nisky play, uh, you know, watching envious. and uh, I don't I don't agree with you that he deserved it more than Mike Young. I'm sorry on that one, but <laughs> but I definitely think that uh, an argument was there to be made that he's an insanely strong player. Um, and I, I think you know, Kasing had played well on you know getting vitality in to the EU LCS and, 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 you know, their first split, uh, he actually was one of the stronger supports, um, in all of EU, especially for the first like eight weeks or so. Um, but you know, I, I'm, you know, he still concerns me. He's really inconsistent. He's kind of like, a uh, special for me where, you know, he's either, uh, you're like, what was that play? Or you're just like, what was that? Play. <laughs> There's no middle ground, no middle ground. It's one or the other. You get one or the other. So um, but yeah, no, I, I you know I, I think middle of the road to start off the split, but going deeper into the season, this 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 is a squad that can make a good run.
0: Yeah. Uh, what what about you, Adele? Where do you stand on this roster?
2: So you have Probably the best TP player in Europe, or one of the best TP players, at least, in Odoamne. Then you pair him up with like another efficient communicator, even though I don't know what made his communication work past that H2K era when he was with Odoamne, but he was also with Jankos and Hyarnen, who were really strong short callers as well. But that's a lot of information circulating between the two. And then you pass it to Xergzi. That's a natural fit for Xergsy. And then you have two guys who are going to have to operate within that framework. I feel like that's a good fit, but I don't know compared to like the other four teams. You have Schalke, who are like looking really strong off the gate. You have Fnatic, who are going super aggressive, but otherwise won't change too much. You have G2, who we've described before its length, and then you have Misfits. I do think Splice are like a step below, at least for now. Now, I don't know if it's going to be mostly Niski easing into the EULCS or something that's going to hold them back. But I do think that even though they're probably better than the other teams that are behind them, they're going to probably struggle against the other
0: ones. Yeah, uh, that, that is fair. Heck, where do you stand on. The, like, we've got excited for the potential we've got okay, it looks like they need a bit more uh where do you stand on this team
3: give them time that's really where i stand on this because you have my lord and savior godo amne in the top godo
1: amne amen
3: i mean it just simply the best like Vizichachi comes close but godo amne is the best and you take Xerxi, who was playing with Chachi not long ago. Another very strong teleport top laner, very strong laner. You plug him in with Auto which is arguably the only possible upgrade you could have had in this this league. So I'm really excited to see how their duo will work out. Niski he'll have some growing pains. I mean he's moving into a different style, to a different region. It's gonna be there. He, he's eventually gonna get there, and I almost certain that's where the complications will start because it's going to be very mid-focused, you know, just keep pushing, keep having mid-push so your jungler can do his invades here and there. But I guess with time, he'll just grow into it. Kabi was solid, pretty good last season even. He'd easily make a top three eighty carries last year. No problem there. And Kasing, who has played with Odo Abne before, did nothing but good things to say about him. He's always been a good communicator he's always been a good roamer which i always like to see in supports yeah no i'm middle of the pack for spring because above them they just have the the, you know that group of uh, teams that are slightly stronger in very specific areas but i can easily see them fighting for you know top four three by come summer easily like i'm very hyped for splice on the long run and we'll see what they can do
0: yeah, that, that is very fair. I, I'm a little bit more hyped for them right now uh, than I think it sounds like uh, some of you guys are, mostly because I think Xerxes is so good. I, I love the way that he has moved around the map. Uh, it seems like he was able to do whatever you all needed in the comp. If they needed to have that aggressive early game, he could do it. If he needed to be the guy that kept uh, you know um, either Visitchachi or uh, Exile from Inting, he could be that guy too. Uh, definitely someone who I I think, from a communication standpoint, this team is going to be on point. Uh, And for me, in the spring split, that's something that matters a lot. I I think that having guys that should be able to fire on all cylinders and and who have that synergy, as you pointed out, heck, I I think that's going to matter quite a bit. It is going to come down to how good you think Niski is. If you think that Niski is a very good mid laner, and I, I happen to think so, then They'll, they're going to do well by the end of the split and they're going to be competing with those top teams that uh, you know Adele mentioned and, and have kind of dominated most of our conversations here today. But if you think that he's still young and needs some more seasoning and is now going up against a better tier of mid lane talent across the board, and I, I do understand that argument, um, then this team is about going to be in that 5-6 spot. I think that's ultimately the difference maker is where you want to put him uh, but we're gonna we're gonna move on. I I, I almost want to skip this because it's gonna hurt me a little bit to talk about. <laughs> I hey, you didn't skip giants, so we ain't skipping no, this. No, this we're idiot, not skipping right? anything. To be clear, we're not skipping. I just rock at. I love you guys. I I want to proceed. Everything that I say in the rest of this podcast with I love you, and I will be rooting for you guys every week. Hashtag set the rules. This was a roster. Uh, this is a roster that they assembled. It has players on it that will indeed load into games. Uh, Prophet in the top lane uh, from Ninjas in Pajamas. HeQ there as well. Um, you have Memento, the juggler who used to play for them, then went to and uh, Now he's back. Uh, get to watch more Memento games. Uh, B- uh, Blank from Paris Saint Germain. Uh, you might remember him as a Korean import that's been on a few different teams overall. And then Scaring, the guy that uh, people are excited about at the support position. Uh, another one of those young guys that we've been waiting to see hit the LCS stage. Uh, and now he's there, and they're coached by Freddy122, who I think very highly of from a game knowledge perspective and from a coaching perspective. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Heck, because you were the friendliest to rock at in your rankings. Uh talk me off the ledge here a little bit. What do you talk what do you like about ledge. this team more than maybe some other people would?
3: I uh, I mean Blank is not bad. I like I like seeing Blank play. He's been I want to say steadily improving ever since I've seen him back in in the Jenner days. But I think I'm most hyped for Northgarin. I mean, I've heard so many good things about him, about how how well he can play. Sure, I mean, unfortunately, he's paired next to what essentially can be said as scuttle crab,
1: but <laughs>
3: I mean, I think he can make it work. I think he definitely has that energy and passion into him. And like you mentioned, I think also very highly of Freddie One Two Two. Every conversation I've been able to have with the guy, he's very very knowledgeable and he puts it into ways that is easily understood by everyone and if you go watch his interviews he seems very meticulous in how he in how he does things and i i like seeing that the reason i didn't put rocket as low as other teams for example is that other teams have uh basically minimal upside into very little things and here i think at least by you have a a strong mid lane and you have a support that could, you know, eventually roam and do help other lanes. And you know, North good with vision. Maybe he could help out there, I, giving them the benefit of the doubt. Also, Prophet is also Korean. At least he can understand blank, and I hope blank controls him a little bit and prevents him from inting
0: <laughs> uh, I hope so. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I certainly. I sure hope so, too. I, I do think that Prophet not being able to communicate his, to his teammates explains 90% of why he would split push, regardless of any situation, game state. Didn't matter. Push them towers. Uh, Adele, wh- where do you stand on this Rocket team?
2: So, do you have a 20-face dice? Uh, I can
0: get one <laughs> if you <laughs> want. Uh, Wizards of the Coast always puts those online. I mean-
2: that's pretty much what Team Rocket feels like. You have a 20 phase dice, you need to roll a 20 crit. If it works out, it's going to be amazing. Like, nobody, like every ranking right now would be completely wrong. If it works out. But that's a huge if. I mean, yes, Blanc, or Blank as some people call him, is a really strong laner and actually has developed, like at the very least, basic English communication skills over his time at PSG. Profit I'm less sold on. I I feel like he needed more time to develop, but well, he's going to get some time with ROKAT. Memento is definitely going to make things happen on that regard. But then I'm like, who's going to communicate and how is communication going to work on such a team? And that's where I'm like, question marks all over the place. Cause I don't know who's going to make calls. Okay, Memento maybe, then who's going to like give more details as far as the call is concerned to Blong so that he can relay that info to Profit and Profit relays some other info back. It feels like it's going to be lacking. Some other teams in that tier maybe H2K, Vitality won't have that problem as far as like information being lost is concerned also you don't know how north karen is going to adapt to the lcs so really on the fence as far as that lineup and considering what there is as far as competition is concerned i mean yes they're not going to be giants level hopefully not but it's going to be pretty rough on them to even contend for a playoff spot in my opinion they have the tools but it's going to be rough
0: yeah, that that sounds about right. Uh, Xander, what you got you for know, me? I I, th-
1: I don't understand how this team is going to communicate whatsoever. That, that 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 was my biggest issue, Adele. And I think that I, I you know I hope Norskaren is everything that you know people want him to be. But if your hope is on uh, a, a new support coming into the you know the EU LCS. And to have to carry HQ, first of all, you're, that's that's one thing you're asking him to do off the bat, and then to to also now say you need to you're delegate you know we're delegating to you communication uh, with two Korean players um, who maybe don't you know communicate as as effectively, and and on top of that you your roaming presence is Memento, who I'm sorry but he's not an insanely strong jungler. You know, this isn't a presence that. It, <coughs> excuse me. This isn't a presence that's going to be able to roam around the map, telling you exactly where the enemy jungle is, exactly where the gank is coming, and having vision, you know, in the uh, at the appropriate moments. I, I don't. I don't see it. Uh, it, it basically, it's it can blank can blank or blanc carry hard enough, you know, and and is North going to adapt quick enough to be able to roam mid to basically support him and snowball him. And if that one game plan gets counteracted, I don't see how this team wins games. And and for, so for me, I, I, I'm pretty sure I put them in last place.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the communication point is the one that stands out the most to me. I think Freddie122 is going to help with that. I think that he's <laughs> certainly a guy who I, I think is going to have command of that locker room. Is, uh, there are a lot of young guys that are still learning. And I, I do want to say... Uh, people who watch the, the Challenger series will you know, attest to the growth that Memento has had since the last time we saw him. He led all Challenger junglers with an average of 225 gold differential at 10 minutes uh, in the Challenger scene, which is completely the opposite of anything that we saw in his last LCS debut. Whether he's able to keep doing that against a higher tier of jungle talent, we'll see. But I, I want to believe in that. I, I want to believe that Norsegaard is going to be as good as advertised. I want to believe that Profit and Blank will be able to communicate. I, uh, not yet. I need. I think. I think this is going to take time. I think this is going to be a rough spring. I think Rocket's best chance is to establish a foundation that can get them ready in the summer to start capitalizing on these little things. I, I think that they they should be playing the spring split. There's no relegation. They don't need to worry about that. Just cement these lessons in there. Go through the fundamentals. Figure it out. Figure you know. Try different things. How does how does a blank carry game look like? What does a profit carry game look like? Uh, what kind of pattern do we want from Memento? If if they go zero and eighteen, but they find the answers for their system in the summer split, that's a successful split for Rocket. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen because that would be heartbreaking. <laughs> um, but I. I am hopeful for the summer. I think this is going to be real rough. And the fact that I am a fan and that every team I love is cursed and dies miserably across all sports, esports, anything, I I, I it's just it's it's hard for me. Hack uh, close us out what you got?
3: Three things. Number one, if you're this cursed, please wear a TSM jersey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everyone says this. I don't think the curse works that way. I think it. I think the esports world, like the T- esports gods, know whether I truly believe.
1: TSM's I, too good uh, is
2: TSM
3: so I guess. come on, don't curse Ben and uh-huh.
0: It's it's tough. Two more things, now? and
3: a sweet NA dollar. Like they can be cursed <laughs> all they want. Number two. Norskeren is basically leaning with the human embodiment of the thinking emoji. <laughs> and number three, we were mentioning 20-sided die. That's how Memento's debut was. He played with a 20-sided die and he just rolled. He got he got five, then he went to red. He got went he got to he went to blue. He got like three, and that was int. Then he just went
1: to die. Yeah, three was int. <laughs>
0: These are all concerns. I, you're not you're not wrong on any of them. I you, let's move on. Let's move on before I I start crying on cam. That's not good for podcasts. Uh, team vitality. have I mean, got material on Ruck for good days. You know. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm gonna just start watching like 2014 vods when Yankos was just popping off. Like, yeah. It'll 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 be fine. Uh Team vitality. Uh, interesting roster. You know, this is a. a uh, a team that feels a lot more like what Vitality should have been building towards uh, over the last couple of years. A lot of young guys paired with a coach in Yamato Cannon, who is really good at coaching young guys up and establishing the fundamentals the way that he did with that Splice team back in 2016. Uh, Cabochard is going to be the veteran anchor for this team, uh, but they are now surrounded by most of the Giants gaming roster uh, that got into the... Uh, into the split through the 2017 summer promotion uh, that's Gilius, God Gilius if you will uh, Jezuke uh, in the mid lane who looks real real good uh, mini true packs and Jack Troll in this in the bot lane uh, and and this is a team that as people have pointed out to me as I've gone back and forth on them a lot of experience playing together uh, Adele where like how much do you think that helps them do you think that there's a cohesion there? that could make this team better than people expect early on in the season?
2: Early on in the season? Probably not, because the same thing. Remember, the same thing happened to um, Dignitas, EU, aka Splice, (laughs) except that these guys, I feel, have what it takes to at least mitigate some of those losses. But later on, I do think that they're going to, like, come into their own and become a playoff threat. Because right now, I'm just waiting for them to get to adapt to the LCS, except for Gilius who has LCS experience and well, it's been hit or miss for him. Maybe some of it is due to like who he was paired with. Maybe some of it is just due to him needing to learn more, but this time around, he has actual legit talent he's paired with. And so I'm just wondering how much of an impact is Yamato going to have on this roster compared to the one that he had on splice the old one so although things seem to indicate that maybe that's going to repeat itself i don't know but still they're not going to be giants material and i do think that the worst that i can expect from them is they're going to maybe have a bad spring split but then they're going to come alive in the summer spread in the summer split but that's the worst
0: yeah that, that's that's very fair, and I, I think I'm in a very similar spot uh, to where you are there. Uh, I want to turn to you next, though, Xander. Uh, how do you feel about this team?
3: Um, I like super hard. Oh, I wanted to do something
1: great. OK. OK, uh, there we go. Go on.
0: OK, yes. Uh, Xander, hit me. What you got? OK.
1: So, um, I've always been a huge Cabo Shard fan ever since this squad made it in. Um, I I really enjoy how strong his carry play is from the top lane. I'm a top laner, obviously. So, um, you know, I don't think this squad is going to be in the top half in spring. They don't look strong enough to me, right? you know, off the bat. But... Given Yamato, Cannon, and uh, these young guys, and I like and I like Jizuke. I think we can expect really good things from them. Uh, you know this split, and when you pair that with what I consider um, on on carries, I think he's the strongest top laner. You know when you look at you know TP and everything else that makes a good top laner, Vizzy and and Odo do it better. But um, as far as you watch this guy on Gangplank, you watch this guy on you know Fiora, you watch this guy on you know, uh, Graves when he was meta. He's just sh- sh- shredding top laners, getting away with, you know, uh, two-for-one trades or two-for-none trades, just making people look f- silly. So uh, I think in summer, this this squad could pull it together. You know, they've got, uh, uh, you know, some veteran players to, to rally. Well, they've got a veteran, a real veteran player to rally around. But, um, you know, the the rest of this with, with uh, Yamato, I, I think in some summer they're good. And right now, I, I'm not. I'm not too excited. I, I feel like it's going to be a lot of what I saw last year, which is Cabo pops off early in the game. You know, they get a couple early kills, and then their macro and everything just falls apart
0: completely. Yeah, it's certainly a, a concern with a team of young guys. Is always going to be how that communication and macro goes uh, as things get sorted out. Uh, hype, uh, sorry, I should say hack. I got this Discord notifications OP. Pat, are you, do you have this optimism for the team, or uh, where do you kind of stand on them
3: right now? How oh, dare you mere mortals doubt the might and power of God, Gilias! He will carry them on to victory! He will be the defining...
0: Oh, no uh okay. no how extreme
3: that man is <laughs> it is so extreme i swear to god it annoys me but i will say this to the note of cabochard being the carry i will go back to 2015 2016 someday from kt Roster. that is cabochard essentially that's his position mm-hmm. because if he is given Enough of the time to do his thing his way, with his resources, he will go off. He will carry, he will 1v2, he will, he will do his thing. And he is pro- arguably better at his thing than anyone else is on this league. Problem, his thing requires too much attention. And that could swing games, unfortunately, in the other direction, because league isn't entirely top-centric right now, unless you're playing Ornn because if you're playing Ornn, everything's about you. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm, I'm good with the roster. I think Jizuke is, has shown that he's a good mid laner. He'll handle his own. I don't think he'll have much trouble. Sure, he has tough competition, but uh, I, I can see him thriving. Bot lane, as long as they don't int, that's really all. And I think for the first couple of weeks, they should just do that. They should do the KT roster style of just cabochard because i really really point to these teams that are on the like say fifth downwards in the league it's just they need to make that working because that is a style that will work until people catch on
0: yeah it's 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 very much in play Uh, adele you want to add something real quick before i wrap up here
2: Uh sorry couldn't hear the last line, but I just
0: do you so, wanna you wanted to add something, right?
2: Oh yeah. Uh regarding vitality, well, this position that Yamato has right now. One of the things also that worked was that Yamato had identified with the meta was and that his players were willing to follow. So that was back when lane swaps had become kind of legion. Now what would, in theory, a good meta for this fatality squad be? And that's where I would piggyback on what Xander and Heck had said before. And that's mostly if you have a carry, a carry, like a top-centric meta where you can play carries, you've got something going there. Plus, the other guys are quite adaptable. So maybe on that meta, especially if it's like off the bat or after a few patches during the split that's where i think vitality will play more naturally i think this iteration at the very least but failing that i did see cabo play tanks yes he relied a lot on his team to make it happen and as we all know it didn't really work out but he has shown the ability to play tanks at the very least
0: yeah no cover gonna gonna be a guy who i think brings some consistency to them uh, quite a bit and i and you are absolutely right about um, the meta uh, being something that can can potentially work out for them i I will say and i I don't make a lot of fans whenever I say this I'm not a big Gilius fan and and people are like oh you're a hater it's the personality that gets to you uh, it's the inconsistency that gets to me i i just like we, we saw, right, when he tried to uh, go to the spring promotion matches on Shark in 2017, at 2.4 KDA. Uh, looked terrible on the lease. Uh, couldn't figure out how to get any Graves momentum going. Uh, we remember when he played in North America for the uh, spring split this year, he was on E United and was like the fourth best jungler in that Challenger League. I, I just, I, I don't think he's consistent enough. I don't think that I think that he's so high risk, high reward in his play style. When that momentum gets going, then yeah, he looks great, and he'll have, he'll make some highlight plays. There will be a great highlight reel of Gillies' best moments at the end of this split. Are they going to come in the same games? Are they going to be? You know, are they going to be building off of each other? I, I just I, I don't. I, I think this team goes as far as he does, and I have yet to see him on an LCS stage perform to the level that they're going to need him to if they're going to sneak into the playoffs here. Uh, but, but Xander, uh, you want one last mo- note before we go to our final team here?
1: Yeah, no, I just, you know, real quick. it, it, it It's a Gangplank meta, everyone, and 2015 <laughs> Vitality, that was their jam, okay? <laughs> you know, again, I know they had nuke ducks, so they flexed the hell out of that thing, but I'm telling you, if Gangplank is S-tier... Guys like Cabo are gonna be popping off. It doesn't matter that meta is just good for them, and and so yeah, I, I really am excited. I'm so excited for top lane and this meta and this season to start. So amped. Just you, Yeah. Just you wait,
3: Gilius will bring out the gangplank jungle and shut us all up. Like, You're yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> there we go. Like,
3: they're like <laughs> six, yes, flexing that gangplank between <laughs> as opposed to top lane. Like screw you, yeah. I'm the carry now.
0: Oh I, man, I, I could see I'd that. that. I, I would watch that too. I think that's that's fair. I like Jesuke too. I think he's going to be their flexing. Things will be a potential there. I I really like his uh, upside. We're going to go on to the last team, uh, the unicorns of love. Uh, one of the most passionate fan bases in Europe. Uh, a fan base that uh, is hanging in there. Uh, tough hey. offseason moves for them. Uh, Chachi and hela sang were so beloved on that team there is no replacing them from a personality standpoint and a you know impact that they had on the franchise uh, but of course life goes on and they are gonna find uh, some different options to split and I think they found some pretty solid ones a white knight comes in from PSG a guy who was once thought to be the next great doppelner in Europe uh, and it's kind of had mixed results of whether he's lived up to that so far. Uh, Cold, formerly known as Trashy from Splice, is going to be their jungle in this roster. Exile, Samix, and Sheepy are all still here. Uh, and Totoro, uh, the support from the uh, BBQ Olivers, has made his way over to Korea, bringing a whole bunch of fried chicken. We're going to have the fried chicken versus chicken nugget wars uh, when they go that up against... Sounds- uh, Awesome. Oh, misfits. I'm, I'm in. I'm 100% in. And I I want to start with you here, Xander. Are okay. you in on this team? Do you, do you think this team can can still be the UOL that we kind of uh, trust with the system sheepies put into place? I mean, I
1: mean, do I think we can be the, like, do I think they're going to be UOL? I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be a, a, you know, a, odd-functioning, scrappy team that still makes, you know, some some big wins and still has some really questionable losses. Um, I don't think that they're going to be as strong as they have been, uh, you know, and, and the, what they did turning that style into something that won, you know, not just a ton in EU but also was, you know, performing on the international stage to some degree, you know, I don't think we're going to see that out of this roster. It's really – Really difficult for me. I like, you know, I enjoy cold, you know, trashy. Um, White Knight as a top laner, he hasn't shown me anything um, that is going to be, you know, greater or, you know, necessarily a whole lot worse than most of these other top laners, especially with some of the newer top laners coming in. Um, But Exile had a really weak split, or two splits even, um, you know, uh for for where we expected him to be performing so if he doesn't step up um and and with the new additions to top and jungle i don't know i i again i see this as a middle of the team that could come out in uh in 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 summer and do something but yeah I, i'm not i'm not really feeling it a ton right now i'm feeling it like uh, i'm eh
0: okay you're you're eh that's that's fair Heck, uh, where do you land on the uh, hype to eh to oh my god, no scale on this UOL roster?
3: I mean, they essentially retain the worst parts of their team in their mid laner and their AD carry from the old UOL. I mean, really, there's not much I, that has me hyped. Like, sure, they have trashy, but eh, there's really nothing there that makes you think, oh, this team actually stands much of a chance going up against some of these other rosters over there. Like, the only thing that is that a sound. I'm like, GP still not still does his things right, but I just, there's nothing hype there. I like Totoro, I do, but I Really, really, really do not see him doing much on that roster. It just isn't much upsided. Yeah. Also, Romain left. Like how can you even care about this team anymore? <laughs> like, Romain's God, the main powerhouse and the main thing that keeps that team united under the banner of unicorns and love and pink
1: and all that is gone
0: how dare you ask me i this too i'm just gonna cry oh man yeah another irreplaceable part of that ul organization and now he's on the green wave and optic which just feels wrong on so many levels but uh adele uh, do you have a little bit more hype for this team than than hack or are you another uh kind of doomsayer for these guys
2: Cannot be a doomsayer as long as Giants it has strong. <laughs> yeah. the strong driving dagger even further, mate. Just even the further. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the thing is, right now, I would still at the very least, early on, I would still position them maybe above Vitality and Giants. Maybe. Or at the very least in the run-in for that sixth spot. <sighs> Now, as far as communications concerned, yes, I know I uh, say communication a lot. If you took Trashy away, they would probably be near giants level. But you put Trashy in, and all of a sudden, this team can kind of operate. Well, kind of. No, they can operate, considering that Exile was such a huge part of the team's comms, even back when he he uh, did Chachi were there. Exile actually occupied a lot of comms and relayed a lot of information, which sometimes kind of sidetracked him of maybe what happened in his own lane. But at the very least... That whole
1: not dying thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe now, he at the, the very least, gaming, they right? have comms from the jungle, though. Mm-hmm. Which is something kind of new to that whole lineup ever since... I don't know. Uh, Since when did UOL have a communicative jungler?
0: Uh, They've had a lot of different junglers. They had that one season where they started four different junglers in 18 games. Uh, So I I don't think that's ever... Yeah, communicative junglers have never really been there. So that's a
2: first. Now, also, that's something I've heard from uh, reliable sources, I would say is that actually Samux is stepping up as far as communication is, going, is concerned, mostly in order to compensate for what's going on in the bottom lane. At least he's going to relay information on that department. Now, I don't know what's going to happen, what's going to happen as far as having a game plan, as far as what QP has in mind, as far as his system is concerned, if he's going to implement that. I'm going to definitely expect less craziness though. This is not the Healy Chachi unicorns of love. This is not the guys who are going to like take risks just because there is like a tiny chance that it might twerk out and then turn it into like an almost successful Nexus dive or whatever you call it. But still, they're going to try. They're going to be a little more consistent, but maybe like having lower highs than the previous roster is what I'm expecting at the very least short and midterm. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in the long term, but I still think that they're going to be in the running for playoffs unless Vitality and H2K come alive much sooner than we expect them.
0: Yeah, it's, I I go back and forth on this team about a thousand times before the making of this podcast. Uh, On the the one hand, I think cold certainly uh, from a, uh, a shot-calling perspective helps out. But at the same time, he's, he's been rough mechanically at times. His champion pool has felt a little bit squeezed at times. Um, not necessarily a guy that's going to be a playmaker per se um, on most champions in his arsenal. Uh, Exile really struggled in the summer split. Um, I do think taking away those shot-calling privileges uh, helps, though. I think Naomi King, so he doesn't have to be the one focusing on all those fights, is is a big deal. I like Samix a lot. I, I thought he was a top three AD carry last split. I thought he was an amazing team fighter for them. He was the one thing that gave them that kind of consistency in, in a split where a lot of at different moments uh, we saw players falling falling out a little bit. Um and so pairing him with Totoro, I like, but also Totoro's English doesn't seem great right now. And this is a one Korean roster, which historically has had a very hard time communicating. Uh, White Knight is a guy that I want to see do better than I've seen from him. The hype was there. Nowadays, it's not so much, and there's a reason for that. But the potential's there, and Sheepy's working with him. So I go I through this puzzle, and ultimately... Uh, all I can go to when uh, when push came to shove was that uh, Yos, who has been on the, the show before, the Unicorns of Love owner, messaged me and said, "Don't sleep on them again. That's not going to work for you. Don't do that. Uh, you learned your lesson from all these years in which you've been lower on them, and I'm 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 doing that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they figure it out because Sheepy's a really good coach, and you will tend to figure it out when push comes to shove. But." That is that is it for the team-by-team team part of this podcast. We're going to close out here with our rankings. Now, I know Xander and I went 1 through 10, and we feel comfortable with that. I think Heck and Adele had a little bit more like a tier system. So I'll let you guys present what you think will happen by the end of the split uh, in the way that makes the most sense for you. Let's start with you here, Xander. Who do you wh- Where do you see this season ending up when you look into your crystal ball?
1: When when I'm looking into my crystal, I, I rated everyone specifically, but uh, I'll give a, a broad answer here. I think that it's, it's pretty clear to see that teams like Misfits and G2 should have an easy time securing this spring split and being up at the top, you know, owning the meta, setting the meta, and doing whatever they want, basically. Um, and then you, you got some other teams that I'm really looking forward to, like Schalke and and this Splice roster. And obviously everyone's keeping their eye on Fnatic because it's Fnatic, um, even though I think that they're going to, you know, underperform this, this split more more than last year. Um, and then, you know, you got your back teams, which we're all still keeping an eye on because we see potential for them. Um, you know, your, your H2K, your Vitality, your Giants, your UOL, and your Rock hat, you know, this back half. Um, They all, I think that the fight for sixth and seventh place is going to be huge in in EU. I think that it's going to be extremely contentious and that those lower rosters, as they figure out what their new guys are doing and they take in their newer pieces. And I I think that we're going to have, you know, some people just gone that are currently on these rosters within the first few weeks. I, I, I think there's some people that are... Have played consistently poor, and even though they're starting off, I I don't necessarily know that we're going to see them at the end of the split. Um, so uh, you know, I, I think Misfits and G two, and I think uh, Shawk and Splice are the are the top four to watch. Um, and everybody outside of that, I wish you guys luck. <laughs>
0: yeah, that that's fair, uh, Adele. You're up next. How do you see this season playing out?
2: So, actually, I have a difference in my top four where I would put Fnatic definitely over Splice. (laughs) So, with that said, I would put Splice in a tier on its own. And then I would put UL, Vitality, H2K on their own tier, running for that sixth place. Well, then you. Then you have the question mark tier where you don't know what's going to happen, whether they're going to be, like, actually contending out of nowhere or... Well, you you never know with them. Rokat. <laughs> Rokat has always been that blue shell at times. So that's just the blue shell tier where you don't know where they're going to end up. And then you have the vacuum tier, and then you have the giants tier. I'm,
3: sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm just sorry, but... I hope that giants will make me, you know, eat my words in the end of the season, but I'm like really pessimistic as far as they're concerned, but back to the top, I still expect Misfits to be slightly ahead of the, of the pack, but still it's going to be a rough battle in the end between Misfits, G2, Fnatic and Schalke at the very least on the long run. Cause on the short run, I don't think Misfits is going to be anywhere near. Approachable unless someone cheeses them, or unless they just have like a bad period. But still,
0: yeah, very fair. Uh, heck, you're up next. What you got?
3: Uh, I'm just torn to bits. I don't know what to do up there. I really no idea. What I do know clearly, at least for spring, will be a massive fight between Misfits G two and Fnatic simply because Fnatic is still Fnatic. They do their thing, and most of them full do a lot. And the, I don't have much in tears. Like, everything works, because like, Schalke is a clear fourth. I'm clearly fourth. Very good team. I see them top three in summer, definitely. I definitely see them fighting for it. Splice, I like, but they're, like, they're the exact line breaking the top and the bottom half of this league and they're on the it's good to see that almost because there is no other team that we can all agree on that is just good enough to keep itself from the bottom and will eventually fight for the top and then the bottom is just a mess i i don't even know where to put where it's just like it's like watching a broken leg which corners torn off of that one that one has less studs why is this one filled with plastic and where'd the glue come from like <laughs> ah Dude, Someone that's the frosted together with duct tape and then it fell and the duct tape melted and it, you just got this stinky plastic all over the place like what's going on <laughs> what is this leak yeah,
1: anyway <laughs> at the bottom it's like at for the furniture with no directions Dude, like <laughs> IKEA
3: is now in finish Now, what the fuck are we gonna do?
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, you're back. You want to finish that point up real quick? Uh, it looks like maybe Hack needs some time. Uh, he gave us most of his rankings, so uh, I'm just gonna go straight into mine uh, until he can get his sound back going. Uh, I, I did my numbers. Uh, I do this every split, so for posterity's sake, I'll give those out real quick. Uh, number 10, I have Rocket because I'm cursed, and I think this roster takes time. Uh, hey number, man, there with you? N- number 9, I have Giants because I agree that like those two are, are in a tier in and of themselves. I, I think it just they're they're both in a pretty rough spot right wow. now uh hey heck I'm, I'm doing my rankings real quick and i'll let you make your last point in a sec sure. uh team vitality i have a number eight i vitality ul and h2k i could have gone in any order for me but i i think vitality i have uh i i don't think there's as much upside as there is for for h2k who i have at seven and you know coins of love every time i count them out they fit they figure out a way i'm not doing that this time I'd rather be wrong because I trusted this team that always seems to figure it out. Um, so I have them at six. Uh, and then the top five, five. I I five. put, put Schalk at fifth. I, I'm the lowest, I think, out of uh, people here, mostly because I watched enough Pride Stalker games where I'm just not, I'm not so sure that that unit is going to be firing on all cylinders from, uh, you know, at least at the very beginning of the season. Um, number four, I've got Splice. I really like the Splice team. I, I think that they're going to figure it out. Um, I think that there's uh, a lot of good players on here uh, with some high upside. Number three, G2. Just slightly lower on them than everyone else because I'm lower on grabs. That's literally... That docked them a point for me. Um, number two, I have Fnatic because Fnatic is Fnatic, and Fnatic finds a way. Uh, they have stability more than any other team here, and stability tends to reign unless you're up against misfits and misfits is just real good and they're my pick to win at the split i'm i'm real hype about this team um that's gonna make uh the pain of this rocket roster that scares me a little bit easier um so uh heck i'll let you wrap up real quick and then we'll, we'll take it home
3: yeah the final point i just wanted to say one thing you know when you're at a club and you walk out the back door of the club for whatever reason And you see the dumpster, and right underneath that dumpster, you see like a giant puddle of God knows how many liquids and fluids put together. That's giants. (laughs) That's my final point.
0: Oh, man. Oh, God. That's a
3: point that needed to be said. I think that's It fair. needed to be said. I needed to get out, out of my system.
0: I, I can't think of a better way to end this podcast. So that's where we're going to call it. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, uh, let us know. Likes, comments, subscriptions, all that stuff. You guys are now really does help. Uh, we love to keep the conversation going. So, definitely, uh, you can join us on the Rough Drafts Discord where we watch games together during the regular season from time to time. Uh, certainly, we interact with all of you lovely listeners. And uh, and I love uh, getting to know you guys better and, and keeping that conversation going. And of course, you can find all of us on social media. I'm at Red Shirt King, and all of my articles are, all as always, on unicorn.com. Uh, Xander, where can the nice people at home find you?
1: You can find me uh, streaming Diamond Five League of Legends, twitch.tv slash Orzadis, also on twitter.com slash Uh Also, just broke top 100 in PUBG solo. So come check it out anytime.
0: Nice. Good good for you, man. Uh, Adele, where can the nice people at home find you?
2: So that would be on Twitter at Adele Schwadri. Well, that one is kind of tricky. Hopefully, it will be linked.
0: Yeah, I'm putting all of these in the description.
2: Yeah. So other than that, you may find my articles either on ESPN or in Venn or, well, besides Twitter and ESPN in I don't know where you can find me, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, time will tell. Um, we'll, we'll see how that all goes. You can find if,
1: them on Rough Draft's podcast. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh, and the, uh, last but not least, Heck, where can people find your uh, analysis on, on Twitter?
3: You can find me in the middle of Madrid crying my eyeballs out because Giants <laughs> is so completely irrelevant as the only Spanish representative in that fucking movie. At Heckmeister on Twitter or Heckmeister on Steam as well. Like, play a, lot of, play a lot of dumb shit. Play a lot of dumb shit. Also, you said you're a Diamond 5 streamer. Play a little yes. bit more. You'll be able
1: to take HeQ's spot. Right. I don't know what role you are. You're <laughs> guaranteed better than Heq. I, I can one trick a in the bot lane. I got this. It's a good metaphor. Clep, yeah. I mean, Kleptomancy started on Israel, right? Yeah. Like, right. Exactly. Do it. Screw
3: it.
0: I, I'm telling I'm tellin you, man. Scouting grounds 2019. That's that's the play. Yeah. I, I, Watch I out. I'm with you on this. I uh, thank I'll, you guys so I'll much. Be the oldest guy there. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, I will be back. I'm going to be doing a quick. Uh, kind of go by the, the Gambling Lines podcast. That's going to be a new kind of vlog that replaces the old guest the Lines segment um, so I can do them more regularly. Uh, and until then, goodbye, Internet.